welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. We are so fortunate in Australia to have dancing back in studios and live performances back in theatres. This week I had the best experience. I got to watch the most amazing dance show I have ever seen. I went and watched the Dream Dance Company's Icon Show. The Dream Dance Company is a groundbreaking company in Australia owned and directed by Marco Penzi, who we were actually fortunate enough to interview back in episode 25. I was so excited when they announced Paris Kavanagh as the choreographer of this year's Dream Show. Paris is one of my favourite choreographers and we actually had a chat with her back in episode 68. How did you think Paris went with her choreography, Charlie? She went amazingly. Her choreography is so insane and inspiring. I would love to one day perform with her. If you get the chance to see this show, make sure you do. It also features some other amazing dancers who we have had the privilege of interviewing, including the gorgeous Elle Dimos, who we chatted to in episode 40, and Isabel Kinnear, who we interviewed in episode 84. And today's guest is also one of the cast of this amazing show. Today we are chatting to the phenomenal Mitch Winter. Mitch Winter is one of Australia's most exciting up-and-coming contemporary dancers. Did you know that he didn't actually start dance training until he was 12 years of age? It is pretty incredible, but he certainly didn't waste any time getting stuck into his training. Mitch spent a lot of his early training focusing on getting his foundations and technique through intensive ballet training. During his training, he studied full-time at Queensland National Ballet School, Dance Force and Evanbow. He very quickly found success, winning national titles and heading overseas to compete internationally. This isn't the first time he has been in a Dream Dance Company show either. Mitch was one of the cast members for their 2017 show, Enter the Vortex. After that, Mitch landed an incredible contract with Cirque du Soleil and travelled the world performing with them. Due to current travel restrictions, we are now fortunate to have Mitch back teaching, choreographing and dancing in Australia. We are so excited to chat with him today. Welcome, Mitch. Hi, Mitch. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Mitch, you have been described as one of Australia's most exciting up-and-coming contemporary dancers, but can you take us back to where your connection with dance first started? Yes, I can. Well, I was about 12 years old and I was actually dancing around the house. I actually just started doing hip-hop classes, and then it eventually led into doing contemporary and a little bit of lyrical, jazz. They were kind of my main little styles I would do, and then it led into ballet, and then it led into taking a little bit more serious, and then that's how I kind of got into it. My mum was just like, let's get into classes, let's do it, and I was really nervous and started with hip-hop, like I said, and now I'm completely opposite. (laughs) I do not do hip-hop. (laughs) But I was just that kid that just had a passion for dance and put me in my first class no matter what it was and I worked hard and kind of got to where I am now. I was going to say having seen you dance, hip-hop is not where I would have thought you started. Not at all and I was actually popping and locking so it wasn't even like grooving, it was more just basic like it was it was pretty funny. I I wish I had videos. (laughs) Now starting at 12 that's relatively late for today's standards. Did you feel like you had a lot of catching up to do or did it come naturally to you? Well at the time no I didn't 
didn't set myself back because I had missed out on so many years of training. I kind of just worked very hard. I was at a very small studio, the only boy. So I think that I just had a passion for it and I worked really hard. I am quite competitive in a, a positive way. So I worked really hard. And as soon as I started competing solos, I then got more serious about it. So then I started training a little bit more. And then by the end, I, I did full time at a young age at 15. So I think I caught up pretty fast just because I had such a drive and I would work so hard because I wanted it so badly. Being the only boy in the class, was that ever a concern for you or something that played on your mind? No, it actually didn't. I loved it. <laughs> Honestly, I loved being with the girls and I, I've, I've always been okay with being the only boy actually we did get a little junior after the next year and I loved it like he looked up to me and it was great but at the time I never saw anything of it I liked being the only boy in today's society it seems that everyone is desperate to do more and more training earlier and earlier do you think your journey would have been any different had you been training 15 hours a week at five years of age? I love this question because I always say I don't think I would be the dancer I am today if I started earlier than I did because when I started, I was so passionate about everything and I feel like if I started younger, I may have phased out and wanted to do a different sport because I used to play football before. I kind of got over that when I hit 12, 13. So I always wonder, would I have gotten over dancing? or I don't know it always plays on my mind because I just see kids these days training so hard and I always wonder if they will burn out or not because I know that I probably would have if I was younger so I'm very thankful I started at the age I did because I'm still pushing and still very passionate about what I do which I really like. You went into full-time dance training at the Queensland National Ballet in Brisbane at 15 years of age? Yes 15. Why ballet? Well I was always trained that ballet is the most important style which I still stand by. It's your foundation. You grab all your technique from there, no matter what style you do. There's always benefits from ballet. And I also compared myself to what styles I was most talented at. And when I was 14, I would always do well in contemporary or lyrical. And I was speaking to my teachers, I mean, and I what to do because I was always like, do I do commercial? Do I do jazz? And then I, I took a step back and I was like, no, I need to continue the pathway that I will most likely succeed in. And I needed to get my ballet training up because I started ballet when I was 14, 15. So I, my ballet training was really bad. So I just threw myself into the deep and went to a full-time ballet school. And I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't be the dancer I am now. And I highly advise people to do ballet because it, it, it changes you. And it's even a really great discipline to have. So I, I suggest that it helped me a lot. Were you still doing school at the same time or had you totally moved away from school then? Well, this was a big thing in my family because I finished school at grade 10 and I had the option of doing distance education during full time. But I personally wasn't very great at school. I found I was getting very distracted. I wasn't very bright and I just was I just didn't have a passion for it. I just wasn't into school. And what I always said was I want to be a dancer, so why am I 
at school doing something I don't want to be doing. And then mum and dad were very hesitant at first. And then I feel like they, they saw me as a dancer and they knew that there was something there. They knew that I had a drive. So that's why they allowed me to drop out of school and then continue my dance training. So I dropped out in grade 10. But I always said that if dancing doesn't work out, I can go and study uni. I always have that backup choreography, teaching. There's always something that I would fall back on. I never wanted to just rely on dance itself so I I always had that in the back of my head. You studied full-time ballet but you didn't pursue the life of a professional ballet dancer why did you make that choice? I made that choice because I didn't have a passion for ballet I always loved contemporary but I always knew I was smart and always knew I had to do ballet just because the training it needs like your contemporary training and ballet training needs to be on par but I knew that ballet wasn't for me just because of the dedication behind it and and really anything and just the like the discipline and it's a very hard life and I, I personally couldn't continue with it but I got my technique to where it needed to be and I was ready to move on and conquer whatever was coming my way. During those two years you were doing competitive dancing and you had many achievements including runner-up of Dottie in 2016. What did those sort of achievements mean to you? They at the time competitions were a big part of my life as I was working towards that and I didn't really have a goal of what I wanted to be doing after I finished like full-time so at the time competitions were a goal for me so like dancer of the year get the beat champions of champions like they were my big goals and at the time winning was like a great achievement and I was so competitive that I would like always try and put my best foot forward because I always wanted to be my best and look great up on stage so I would train day in and day out and at the time loved it I mean now those titles don't mean as much to me because I have moved on from competitions um, but it was a great stepping stone for where I am now especially Get The Beat. I actually got in contact with Marco at Get The Beat when he saw me dance for the first time and it kind of led me into dream so it actually was a very great positive when I um, competed at Get The Beat. Competitions are great and they're a little stepping stone for young dancers so I, I suggest compete as long as you want and great for being on stage as well. You competed in America where you went on to win the overall champion of the comp. What was that experience like? Well... America is next level and I was not expecting to go over there and win that's for sure I was young I was not really winning that much here either at the time I was winning maybe like the contemporaries and that's about it but when I went over there I was watching the dancers and their technique and the detail behind everything and it really inspired me and I actually probably danced one of the best I've ever danced when I was in America because I was so motivated I was so so inspired. I also think there was no pressure because I didn't know anyone. I had no expectations. I just went out there and just did my thing and I danced really well, somehow got the results I did and it was just a great experience overall. I went with a great bunch. I actually went to America twice with Get The Beat and the groups we went with were great and the overall atmosphere at the competition is was really good, very professional. How do the comps compare? Are they quite different to the Australian ones? Yes, <laughs> very. I feel like the hype there is a 
bigger. I feel like some of Stedford's or competitions here are very old school, where in America everything's bling and lights and massive stage, best adjudicators, like they have everything. And there's very few comps here that do that as well. So there's a similarity there, but mainly in America, the competitions are always like extra, like everything in America is pretty much extra. You went on to train at Dance Force. What was that like? Yes, I was at Dance Force for a very short time. I did a bit of full time there before I went into Dream and moved to Sydney. And it was exactly what I needed at the time. And Nicole is such a great teacher. And I learned not only to just like let myself go because I was in such a ballet mode that everything had to be perfect. I feel like Dance Force helped me take that back and just like it's okay to make mistakes and put expression into things things I felt like I would just dance and do positions whereas when I went to dance I learned how to tell a story or how to believe so I'm very very thankful of that training that I got there and all the teachers there are lovely and their full-time school is amazing so I had a great time there originally a Queensland boy what led you to moving to Sydney oh what led me I don't know I I was actually born here in Sydney and I moved when I was three years old and my most of my family is in Queensland but I still still have some family here so I've always had that in the back of my head that I want to be in Sydney even when I was younger I always said to mum the day I turn 18 I'm going to Sydney and mum was always like because I'm an only child so mum was always like no you're not leaving me I'm staying here but I just knew I, I had to be in Sydney I guess because of the hype the, I just love the city and the everything but the, the main reason why I did come here was because I was contracted with Dream for the first show in um, with Sarah Volta that I did in 2017 so that was the real first little drive and since that I haven't wanted to leave Sydney so it's pretty good. You did the Evan Bow full-time course why did you choose that one and what did you enjoy about it? Well with Evan Bow what had happened was I did my first year with Dream with Sarah and I learned a lot in that year being around amazing professionals and choreographers and other artists so I, I wanted to take my training to the next level and And I didn't want to sit around and wait for the next gig or wait for the next thing to come up. I wanted to keep dancing. So I was intrigued in Evan Bow because of the contemporary training, the teachers like Sarah and other people, really great choreographers that teach the Adam Blanche. So I wanted to work with those choreographers or teachers just to improve another aspect into my training because I had the ballet I had a little bit of dance force the commercial side I had dreams training but I wanted to take it to the next level and get that real deep earthy contemporary so that's why I went there and that was another great year and I I loved that year and I got so much out of that and I wouldn't change it for anything. You mentioned Dream. What was the experience like dancing in the Dream Dance Company? Every experience is different and so enjoyable. I think that Marco brings out such a great energy and passion towards the company and it always makes his employees, his workers or artists, I should say, very like enjoyable to work for him or even perform for the Dream fans really because I guess the energy and everything about the dream is just positive. So that's why I love working for dream in the shows, for dream creative, for dream experience, dream online, so many dreams. 
but every experience and show has just been incredible and one of my favorite experiences was Enter the Vortex with Sarah Bolter I think because it was my first job and just traveling Australia going to New Zealand it was just such a great experience and just being around other artists that have the same passion as you is just really unbelievable it's great have you traveled overseas to work with dance yes I recently did a contract with Cirque du Soleil and I traveled everywhere (laughs) we flew to Canada we went to the Mediterranean in Europe we did northern Europe we went to New York we did America then we finished in the Bahamas we really did a lot of traveling um, on that contract and it was over eight months so I really saw the world with that contract I also went I've been to New Zealand a few times I've been to Asia I went to Hong Kong Singapore Manila in the Philippines with Get the Beat so I've done quite a bit of traveling for my age I'm very lucky and every experience is a great experience and I learned so much from every culture I guess because every every place is different and honestly leaving Australia as much as Australia is beautiful and the best place to live it's great to just see new places and I, I advise everyone to travel because you'll learn so much from it. What was it like working with Cirque du Soleil? It was very good. I loved working for Cirque du Soleil. It's been actually my dream job since I was a little boy and just watching the things that they do with their bodies and for show itself i i saw a show in las vegas called o which was one of their first shows they've produced and just the detail in the show and everything about it the wow factor the artist the everything the show is like on water so you can imagine like the water everywhere and artists doing stuff in the water it's like incredible but my experience with cirque was great my friends that i made like all across the world like brazil argentina europe America, here in Australia, like there's just everywhere, like Canada, there's Japan, like I have friends all over the world now that I will never lose and we just made a little family and the shows were like incredible and it was just such a great experience. Who are your inspirations? Oh, this is a big one. I find I have inspirations within my family, like my parents inspire me and the way that they raised me and parented me. I think dance I always looked up to Michael Domeski when I was younger just because I see a lot of my style with him when he used to be on So You Think You Can Dance or World of Dance and just what he does it just inspired me to get out there and try and put myself forward and also another inspiration is Marco Panzik with his company and just the way that he runs the dancing yeah he really like wants to motivate everyone and that's all I want to do what have been the biggest challenges that you've faced oh the biggest challenges I think coming into a commercial world but not being commercial Mm. has been hard a lot of people obviously put me in a bubble of just being a lyrical dancer or just being a contemporary dancer And I think for me, those are the styles that I'm definitely most comfortable in. I can say that. But also it's what I enjoy doing. I don't enjoy doing hip hop or commercial jazz as much. And I think for me, I will put myself 
in an uncomfortable position and go to classes, but it's just not enjoyable for me to go and do that because I don't like doing it. So I think for me, a challenge is realizing like that why I'm in a commercial scene, but doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So I just have to realize, no, I'm here for a reason. And I guess that was the hardest struggle really coming into this scene because I am classically trained, but I'm thankful to be here as well. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Do you find it a bit harder to find work as a professional dancer being that you're not commercial? Yeah, definitely, because they're looking for people that fit the mould. Most guys have to be masculine, like a bit muscly, and just, I guess they look for a commercial dancer that can do everything, whereas that's not me. So the jobs that I do get are different or ballet contemporary based. So I guess I could not live here in Sydney working off just dance work Mm -hmm. so teaching and choreographing also helps being here otherwise I would not be able to live here (laughs) with just the dance work so that is very hard for me what is your favorite style to dance contemporary I I do love lyrical but I feel like contemporary there's so much more you can do with it there's commercial there's the classical contemporary there's the the weird contemporary I must say which is not weird it's normal but it looks weird there's like different variations and I, I really love every style of contemporary what is the hardest style to dance uh, <laughs> hip-hop for me i all ballet is very hard but i have that in my pocket it's more hip-hop because i haven't trained much in that style i've recently discovered the show dance mums you toured australia with maddie and mackenzie ziegler how did that opportunity come about well that opportunity came about because marco organized the event well he was hosting it and they were wanting four dancers and he actually came to me called me and was like do you want to do it be a great opportunity be fun like get to meet the girls and I just was on board with it I was like yep I'll do it and the whole experience was actually so fun we did normal stuff every day we did our shows the shows were great and the kids the fans of Maddie and Mackenzie were great and it was just it was a good time and we got to tour all around Australia and New Zealand so we had lots of fun and the girls are lovely like the most down-to-earth people ever so it was great you do freelance dance teaching and choreographing why do you enjoy doing that i enjoy it because i have a passion for choreography and i also like just making up new things and i guess that when i hear a song or when i envision something i just want to want to choreograph or just put it or give it to students and just try and do my best for them as well i also really enjoy training dancers over time and seeing their growth like seeing isabel kinnear over the years and her growth has been a great pleasure of mine because I feel like I've trained her and I am like very proud of her and I I like I get a lot of joy from that there's many other students as well um, but I just get a lot of joy from doing that and traveling as well is really great how much work goes into choreographing a new solo routine there's a lot of work a lot of people don't realize like finding a song is probably the hardest thing (laughs) finding a song there's not only that there's cutting the song there is finding the concept there is finding the costume there is then doing the private then there is cleaning then there's always like tweaking then there's also like thinking about what will go into the group solo or group but there's like a lot of little things that people don't realize behind and then there's also another hard thing is not making everything look the same because us as 
humans like to do things all the same or like to get in a routine of doing things. So as a choreographer, it's very hard to mix things up or do something different. And especially when you're doing 50 solos a year, say, for instance, you have to switch on every lesson because if everything starts to look the same, then people will be complaining. <laughs> so you got to make it different. That's probably the hardest thing. You also do some adjudicating. How do you find that experience? I love adjudicating. I am still so young, so I still have a lot to learn. But if the opportunity comes up, I take it, of course. But I could sit there and watch dance all day because I love it. And I love giving my help, like my advice to young dancers. And I just love sitting back and watching pieces. And, and even if I've taught somewhere, I've seen someone on social media, but haven't seen them live in a long time, it's great to, to see them grow or to see them on stage or even just as a teacher as well. It's great to see. If you could tell your 10-year-old self anything, what would it be? Hmm, what would I tell myself? 10 years old. I guess I would just say don't follow anyone and just be you and realize that you're good enough and that you're here for a reason. You're you're doing great things and life will only get easier. Because I, I used to be so I used to have a lot of self-doubt during school and wasn't sure like what I wanted to do and football wasn't my passion. And then I found dance and I was very thankful because at 10 I was still playing football so but yeah I would probably tell myself that and then be stronger <laughs> now but no yeah what are your goals and dreams for the future I would love to still work for Cirque I was meant to be doing a contract last year with them um but that was put on hold I'm still waiting but I would still love to work for the company possibly do another touring show on land or do a Vegas show where can people get in contact with you for choreography and teaching I have my email up on my Instagram I also am access uh, I'm through like Facebook or even Instagram Instagram is a bit hard sometimes though because I don't see every message but Facebook or email is probably the best bet for choreography or teaching well thanks Mitch so much for talking with us today thank you so much for having me I've had a great time and great to share some things that hopefully some people didn't know about me bye, see, bye. thanks Mitch so much for joining us today Remember, you can find all of our previous episodes on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. Please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via DM on Instagram at Dance Matters Podcast. Don't forget to head over to My Diva Squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories. They have the best bags. Keep dancing. And remember, listen, love and learn. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.